I'm super proud to announce Interpreting Wine as the London Wine Fair's first ever official podcast media partner for 2022. Together, we're using audio to amplify the stories behind the wine fair, which can't be told in the same depth on any other channel. I will be on-site during the in-person fair and would love to speak to regions and producers about how I can help amplify your unique stories using the channel. Just send me an email to hello at interpretingwine.com to schedule a meeting. I'm Lawrence Francis, host of Interpreting Wine, the place to learn from thought leaders in the world of wine and marketing, welcoming you to the London Wine Fair 40th Anniversary Special Series. Across these two episodes, I'll be exploring the state of affairs for the fair in the company of event director Hannah Tubby. In today's second and final episode, we look ahead to the 2022 edition of the fair, discovering why it's the most intelligent wine fair in the world. We look at the in-person fair from the 7th to the 9th of June, including which wine regions are displaying and where. Look at the discovery zone and the future proofing of wine. The education zone highlights supporting younger wine professionals. The all new no and low zone. We discuss the origins of the London Wine Fair and Interpreting Wine Media Partnership the return of the Wine Writer's Edit, and look ahead to the digital edition on the 20th and 21st of June. Enjoy. Super interesting to be back again uh, with you here, Hannah. And uh, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, that, that's really Hannah reflecting on uh, essentially from fair in 2019 up until 2011. Um, and I think it would, what would be really interesting would, would be to... Yeah, kind of take us inside really the period where you started planning for 2022. And it sounds, and as we ultimately see now as the, as the fair approaches, um, a decision had to be made at some point to actually go back to your roots and to run the in-person fair, but not losing the adaptations and the innovations that, that came out of 2021. Yeah, I think that's exactly what the um, the conversation started with. You know, um, is digital um, really just something that is pandemic related? Mm-hmm. Do people want digital once they're able to come back into the real life and into real in-person events? Um, and if we were to run a, a digital event, would it, would it be a it's got almost like a vanity project. Is it necessary? I guess is the big question. So we really did decide to sort of scale it back and look at what the the benefits of it were, and only continue with those rather than having a full three day digital event with twenty eight sessions and twenty five thousand samples. We sort of mm-hmm. felt like much of that could go back into an in person um, event, and but that we would really like to isolate those efficiencies and those benefits and and add them on to mm-hmm. what is a, a sort of massive operation in and of itself already to be back at Olympia, yeah. the home of London Wine Fair, um, opening those big doors and hopefully seeing that queue snaking around the building again, which we you know we all look forward to. Um, so we did identify that really one of the key things you can't recreate. Um, 
while wandering around is that is that algorithm. So we will continue with that dating concept of matching exhibitors and visitors. But in fact, we've gone, we've dialed it up and we've made it all the more clever mm-hmm. because we didn't want it to be um, a functionality that was only available to people who engaged in the digital event. We wanted it to be a functionality that would support and assist the um, in-person event. So some of our exhibitors, I should explain really that if we wanted to be so flexible this year that we are making it possible for visitors to attend just the digital or just the live or both. And equally, we're allowing our exhibitors to exhibit in one, the other or both. Now, that was a nice idea to have because we wanted to be supportive and flexible and kind. Um, And we were aware that different parts of the world were in different pandemic stages and thus being flexible allowed an exhibitor from Australia to exhibit in the way that they're capable of, the same as someone who might be just driving up from Kent and and showcasing their, their English wine. So... It was a very noble concept, but what I quickly unpacked was that it's a very difficult thing to do. And um, that's when when we started um, engineering all the functionalities so that, so that, that permitted all these different statuses for exhibitors and visitors. That's when we came up with the strap line of London Wine Fair 2022 being the most intelligent wine event of its kind because we really wanted people to know that in fact it's not that simple to achieve and we are achieving it but it's it's been about um working with platforms um again like it was with digital but platforms that haven't actually done what we're trying to achieve themselves either so we are working with two separate platforms to enable all of those different statuses and we are developing it in a way that I don't know of any other event that allows for a person to buy a certain ticket type and enter only the right kinds of parts of the digital sphere um, and also then tap in contactless to London Wine Fair live. So it's sort of a sweeping statement in one way that we that the, these exhibitors and visitors can can behave in all these different ways but in fact it's um, quite a difficult thing, complex thing to, to manifest. So we've, we've done it. We've got the platforms are working and we, mm-hmm. we know what that's going to look like. Um, and much like the digital event for 2021, we're enabling video meetings and streaming of content like masterclasses or panel discussions um, over a couple of days. But we're also then running 80 sessions on site at Olympia with several hundred i think it's 400 in the region of 400 exhibitors um um and all the bells and whistles that go along with mm-hmm. london wine fair live so um to my mind there is absolutely no rationale on this planet not to attend some part of london wine fair 2022 it is there for the taking in so many different formats if it is too far for you you can get a great amount of content out of the digital only event but if it is on your doorstep why not wander down um and 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 come and 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 touch and feel it all again and taste it in in person so we do feel like we've made it incredibly available and um and i think that's really exciting but also as an exhibitor and a visitor you can not only for instance be matched as a digital exhibitor, you can be matched with a live and you can book a meeting in person through the same platform. So it will it will direct you to whether this person is available to meet digitally or physically and give you an option to take take a choice on uh, on which you pick up on. So 
it's super clever. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see it sort of roll out. As you say, I mean, you're going to give us the, the exact uh, dates and, and, uh, and, and timings really about, about how really these two separate but linked events will, will really run and I think, you know, will, will en- engage the, the audience. So I think, yeah, given that it's the, it's the first one that we're going to actually meet in terms of the, 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 the timeline, I wonder if we could, yeah, really switch the focus a little bit now and really, you know, talk about what's going to be happening at Olympia, back at Olympia, 7th to the 9th of June. Um, and, a, you know, a sense of what have you got up your sleeve and, <laughs> and how are you, uh, yeah, going to, to make this, uh, you know, an, an attractive um, option for people to, to, to come along and attend? Definitely. Um, it hasn't been a normal year. And I think that in terms of building the fair, and putting it together, and I think that's to be expected, partly because we really only sort of emerged out of um, furlough and, and, and the pandemic kind of more properly in in, Feb- in September. And then I, I built my new team. So I'm working with an entirely new team, some of whom I've known for many, many years, but not, not necessarily worked with. Um, so in many ways, it's not been a normal year. And I think that's produced um, some quite interesting differences about what the content is for London Wine Fair 2022 and who the exhibitors are. Um, And one thing that's really surprised me is the number of new and emerging regions, for instance, who have um, booked pavilions and and are bringing, you know, their their story and their wines to the fair for the first time. Um, It surprises me only in that we're we're putting it together on um, a a smaller timeline and, and perhaps might have expected that more for the following year. These things often, particularly for generic pavilions, they often have really long um, timelines. So we're really excited. We have a a, a rather large pavilion from Uzbekistan. We have a large pavilion from India. Mm -hmm. We have um, Romania doubling the size of their pavilion, having had an incredibly successful 2019, the last live event, um, and wanting to bring more producers and, and do more masterclasses, which is mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, we have um, a, a Georgia doubling. Yeah. Um, we have a lovely big pavilion from Greece. Now, that that was quite a new thing in 2021, and now we're, we're having a big central stand from them again for this year. And then perhaps um, less far flung but mm-hmm. new content for us we've got a beautiful pavilion coming in from galicia mm-hmm. um we've got a big stand from murcia so sort of some really nice spanish content one of the things i've been delighted about is welcoming back wine australia mm-hmm. that's a real thrill for me i am I haven't had Wine Australia there generically um, in my tenure, so I can't wait to see that emerge. They are bringing over um, what a huge number, I think, in the 20s of producers who are new to the UK. Um, they'll be exhibiting up in the Wines and Earth zone because that's that's very logical. That's where um, uh, importers who are looking for new new wines will, will be, you know, yeah. digging up the gold. So yeah, they're up yeah. there. Um Equally lovely big selections of wine from a, a region that I was less familiar with in, in Portugal, Setubal. Mm-hmm. Um, they're bringing a high number of producers and, and collectively together to to meet the UK buyers. So um, I just think in terms of territories, and that's far, far from being an exclusive and an exhaustive list, I should mm-hmm. say, that is just 
you know, what I can think of the top of my head. Some of the more traditional regions are coming back that you would expect. We have a lovely stand from um, Côte d'Ivoire. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, a bigger French pavilion than than 2021. So lots of um gems in there and then one of the um positive outcomes that uh, arrived from our date clash with certain large-scale exhibition <laughs> in Dusseldorf <laughs> was that it it's when we were able to find the only last existing date mm-hmm. in the Olympia mm-hmm. calendar and uh, move our event to June, unfortunately, that meant we were clashing with the annual tasting of uh, Bourgogne and Chablis. Mm-hmm. So doing the honorable thing before confirming dates, I rang them up and said, you know, this is this is not something we'd like to do to you. We know how it feels to have your dates stamped on. <laughs> and after a really marvelous conversation and, and with their sort of thanks for the mm-hmm. transparency mm-hmm. and the opportunity, we all decided, wouldn't it be marvelous if they were to host the tasting in, within the London Wine Fair. Uh, I couldn't be more thrilled. They're bringing some real um, energy to it. They're uh, they're presenting it in the form of a kind of French marketplace style. Yeah. They're bringing over 40 actual winemakers and a, a lot more actual lines than that and in terms of you know different producers' wines because there'll be a mixture of tables that you can go and meet the winemaker and taste and a collection of free pour. Um, where they're bringing some Cremant de Bourgogne, they're bringing some, um, shab- they're doing a whole free pour shabby tasting and then a lovely press conference to, sort of, to make sure that everybody's up to date on what's happening in that region. La Grande Réunion kind of idea, everybody coming back yeah, in person. Yeah, yeah. So um, I always like to talk about silver linings, but I think it really is true that, you know, sometimes when difficult things happen, great things emerge and I'm thrilled about that that content for us and for for everybody um yeah so in terms of regions on offer Mm -hmm. that is a a huge march away from what we actually offered in 2020 no 2019 (laughs) so that i would say would be hopefully quite sort of positively bracing to people on arrival to realize that they've got that smorgasbord of really new Mm -hmm. and interesting Mm -hmm. territories to discover plus some older ones that have been absent for a really long time but um, a stand from Pro Chile haven't Mm -hmm. they've been missing for a couple of years so yeah I'm super excited about that that broad depth range of um, diversity Mm -hmm. of of territories and then we've got on top of that those are our sort of key exhibitors Mm -hmm. we've got our zones that we create to kind of be relevant the idea of any zone that we'll come up with the concept of is because we've thought about what does the wine industry need what's helpful and useful and we know that for instance the last few years of london wine fair we can study the searches that our visitors make on the digital exhibitor list and we know that they they are hungry for british products they are hungry for more english wine welsh wine um they they enjoy the products across the range of spirits beers and wines so we we still move forward with our Drinks Britannia zone because we know it's a huge pull. Um, and while we've got Wine GB coming in with a lovely selection of producers under their um, umbrella, but we also have the fabulous bus from Light Timber. It, would, it wouldn't be London Wine Fair, I think, without that. And they, they don't just drive a bus in. They run these really rather marvelous masterclasses, yeah. um, you know, on loop throughout the whole event. So that's a sort of lovely British element. It, you know, seems a shame to put on 
um, an event in central London that doesn't have a, a really strong focus on our homegrown talents and, and offerings. So um, that's the Drinks Britannia Zone. Um, we then we know how important our discovery zone is. We feel like mm. if London Wine Fair does one thing well, and I think it does lots, but if it does the one thing the best, I'd say that, that our sessions in that zone are you know, well-beating. I think yeah, yeah. the idea is that we bring in experts who help us try, attempt to future-proof the wine industry and all of the idiosyncrasies that this industry kind of persists with. And 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 while we do some things marvellously, and I'm hugely proud to be a part of it all for the last 22 years, there are other aspects that I think um, London Wine Fair is a great support on. You know, we have our um, bi-weekly newsletter that we put out to the same effect, really, that it, it doesn't really just write about wine and what is wine it really is more about how do we continue to grow and thrive as an industry how do we look outside of our own navel gazing and our own obsessions with grape varieties and production techniques and and soil and pests and whatever it might be clones and yeah and how do we actually acknowledge that there are tons of other industries happening around us that massively affect what our success is might be and that's technology and that's marketing and that's um, psychology and understanding consumers and it's and that's what the discovery zone is at London Wine Fair it's all of those services ideas products and things that support the future proofing of London Wine Fair and Happily, we've got a, a new headline sponsor for this year because that's the kind of thing that makes all of this possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it's a French product called Divine looking to launch into the UK and using London Wine Fair as its launch pad. Mm-hmm. It's a wine preservation system um, and they will be not only on site showing us the product and allowing us to, to learn about it, but they're putting on some really great sessions that are going to use real life examples mm-hmm. of how that helps an industry be more sustainable mm-hmm. and more profitable. Mm-hmm. And frankly, those are probably the two most important things for any type of business. Um, so I do love the way that, that the, 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 the circle appears to be completed in that zone. Mm-hmm. We touch on so many different things that with, without looking out, we're going to get left behind. We mm-hmm. must look mm-hmm. out at, at what else we can do and how can we do it better. So I guess an interesting, easy step from our Mm. discovery zone, Mm. because really one learns a lot in there, is to think about education as being a massive pillar of London Mm. Wine Fair. Mm. We've always thoroughly adopted it, embraced it, and wanted it to be a part of what we do. Um, Really interesting discussions with the WSET team in my very early days here about um, some statistics that had come out that um, prove that the the more we educate our industry, not just the, the individual's become smarter, but it actually improves the way we all operate and the, yeah. and and actually the the financial returns of the whole the industry as a whole. So um, we are fully on board with that, and we are delighted that once again the WSET are fully supporting us and and headline sponsoring our education zone. And the reason we have that zone is because we're aware of the diversity of our audience. As I mentioned, I think on a former podcast, we have we have a young element who attend because they're looking to learn, grow and level up. Um, And they are potentially working in on trade venues or they're potentially working in multiple retail. Um, And and 
I fully support their aspiration to sort of stay in the industry. I think I was fresh out of university at my first ever mm-hmm. London Wine Fair. And knowing how to approach it, it's a big old place and knowing how to go about it. I feel it should be, we should be quite directional about the opportunities that are there. Because if not, how can you, how can you have anything to say about the fact that, that the, a younger element might be roaming freely and, 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 and indulging in, in too many samples, which has been, mm-hmm. uh, has been a kind of a comment that, 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 that reoccurs. So for the last few years, effectively and happily, we've actually been building schedules for, um, for those demographics that I described that, that enable them to attend sessions that are actually geared towards them. So, mm-hmm. you know, some of them even um, circle around the idea of how how do I become an X or a Y? So we'll take a job title yeah. for the industry. Yeah. And um, and I, I just, I, I'm really grateful of some of the companies that have worked with us on that. So some of the companies like Waitrose or Majestic who are really minded towards leveling their own mm-hmm. staff up will help us share with us those that are attending and we together we put to uh, a sort of schedule out for them so that's a big aspect of london wine for that's changed quite dramatically over the years and, and has worked you know we we definitely speaking to exhibitors we hear from them that they have noticed a difference in on that in that way so that that's good um also, first time you 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 actually asked me and my wonderful like meandering off, but you said what people might find different. Um, we've launched for 2022 a no and low zone. Mm-hmm. It's like an expo within an expo. Um, we're highly conscious that um, that this is a, a category that's in enormous growth, mm-hmm. and and why not incorporate and learn from a category that's doing something so very well. Um, Also, a lot of our exhibitors and visitors will will continue to deal across both wine and and no and low products. So it makes absolute sense and we're thrilled about it. It's um, one of uh, one part of it is hugely supported by the Club Soda Group. They are bringing in lots of their producer members um, and they're also putting on some really strong content. Um, I think it's two or three sessions they're actually running um, from the Discovery Zone. So it won't just be an opportunity to taste, but the sessions are really informing you how to work with the category to improve your own venue or, or, or shop. So how does it help you help your margins? How do you work with it? What 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 is selling well? What are the consumers yeah. looking for? Yeah. So just yeah. really pure information on the trends and the opportunities. So that's no and low. And then we have a rather staggering range of sessions running out of our uh, theater a masterclass theaters where you can taste as well so everything from um eastern european wonders from um, an importer called vida um connected with a producer kamal and rakesh romania um right through to um highly awarded villa maria talking through their rather incredible wines but with a sustainability angle on and how they how they manage to be um, you know, achieving what they are in, in that sphere. So, you know, really huge range of sessions there that we're about to release. Um, and then we have our industry briefings um, and some some really exciting speakers this year. We always have a brilliant update from the WSTA because everybody wants to hear from our most important person. Is he still number one in the wine industry? I think so, Miles Beale. Um, but he always has a huge audience and there's a massive appetite for that annual update of where are we now what do we need to know what should we know and what should we be doing very helpful you know we all need a guiding hand um 
But equally this year, a new one, we've got um, a chap called Dr. Alistair Nesbitt, who has just spent the last five years doing this hugely intense, deep study on viticulture and the, well, the impact of climate change on viticulture. And the results have never been released. They're, he's launching them essentially at the Wine Fair. So he's running a session on what his learnings are. And I, as far as I understand, it's possibly the, the leading and most deep research that we could, we could uh, benefit from there. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and then maybe flying over to the other side of the slightly more like fun, um, intriguing aspect, we've got um, Philip Schofield coming to talk about how you can make a strong celebrity tie-up. Where we know mm-hmm. there are endless celebrity wines out there, but what makes a good um, endorsement? You know, what, what, why would you do it, and how can it help? You know, apart from making money. Are there other rationales? And and he's very, very involved in the kind of sustainability angle. So he's very much involved with alternative packaging mm-hmm. and understanding mm-hmm. the impact right from the, the wine producer in the vineyard through to the wine when it's in the glass of the consumer. So he's actually going to give a, a, a talk on that. And I think I, I, that's what I love about London Wine Fair. You've got, from on the one hand, sort of leading doctors, research through to yeah, celebrity yeah, wine yeah. brands and why do they matter? But mm, each thing mm-hmm. sort of deals with its own um, its own sphere, and uh, there's there's just something for everybody. Yeah, yeah. No, I am. Um... I'm yeah, astounded. I would say, really, it's great to, again to have the the full uh, the full picture, really, and to you know to almost have everything um, mapped out. And you know, there are there are you know so many things that are are sort of exciting for me and that I that I could ask about and you know so many of those regions I've never you know I've never had an you know an Uzbek wine before I've had precious little Romanian wine and uh you know and even exploring I think um wine Australia you know I think you know it's it's uh, still relatively underrepresented on the podcast but but actually um yeah it's going to be starting to write itself in the in, in the next episode when I have an, one of the Australian producers who's going to be there so um it, it it, it almost it, it feels to me as though there is literally something for everyone but i think also topics and, and terms like sustainability i think really fascinate me in their current um journey because i think uh, and celebrity wines as well because i think they've maybe gone through the phase where it was it was maybe easy to 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 just stand out by just using the term and i think you know being maybe yeah putting putting myself in the mind of the consumer there there is is you know rightfully i think in, in some cases there's cynicism if if they see that people right. are, are greenwashing if they're kind of just using that as a term and and it feels as though um that education zone and, and you say you know inviting the celebrities who you know maybe you know we we, we might have kind of have recalled from in the past but no let's 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 bring them in. Let's have a conversation. Let's not have it as a as a soundbite and and kind of tar everybody with the same brush. Let's you know. Let's actually have uh, an you know full conversation about this. Let's you know share learning points. And, and I think that can really only be helpful for everybody. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think London Wine Fair is meant to be comprehensive it is about the entire industry and Mm -hmm. and celebrity wine brands are a large part of it and they um and therefore um even if one might be a little cynical 
it seems extraordinary just to ignore the phenomena (laughs) Um, the phenomenon I should say yeah it just it's a part of our industry and I rather than just for the sake of it sort of wave a flag I Mm. think yeah as you say um engage Mm. learn Mm. find Mm. out Mm. um ask the questions um and I um and there will be people within the industry for whom that's exciting to meet and ask and 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 good for them and good for me and you know I I just think that London Wine Fair is um is for everybody so we wouldn't overlook any aspect of the wine industry but we would always hope to for it to be meaningful Mm -hmm. um and useful this is all fascinating and you know i know with five weeks to go i'm sure you've got a, a load on and it's it's a, you know it's a pleasure to kind of have you um here to to have this conversation but one of the things that i kind of want to announce and this potentially might get a little bit meta now um is actually to announce uh, you know our conversations and, and our agreement really to to position interpreting wine as the first ever media podcast partnership for the london wine fair which uh, i'm i'm thrilled to 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 be um taking part in and uh, you know thrilled to help to amplify um you know what what you've got going on and you know all of all of these these great things that you've got going on and um i wonder if yeah you you wouldn't mind just again just maybe uh taking us back a little bit and taking me back a little bit really just in terms of um yeah what, what was it about um yeah podcasting in general audio and and i guess specifically interpreting wine that you thought yeah this is this is a you know this is the the right time and this is the right partner to to make that that step into into audio and into podcasting Absolutely. I think um, having done the podcast with you in or recorded the podcast Mm. with you in 2019, um, not least that it was an incredibly enjoyable experience. (laughs) I think I mentioned, yeah, I have to say that. (laughs) Thank you for that 20 pound note. Um, It was um, a kind of revelation to me um, just uh, how... Um, because I had, up until that point, I hadn't been a podcast user particularly. Um, I'm probably slightly the wrong age. I'm a little bit too old or maybe a little bit too young for the other end of the spectrum. But, um, I, I really wanted to talk to you about it further for the fact that, um, some of the information you shared with me about how people engage, um, and how, um, different it is when you use this media. You may, mul- you may multitask in a particular way, but it would tend to be in a physical way that you might be driving or you might be washing up. But in terms of your sort of brain bandwidth, yeah. you're, yeah. they don't tend to compete with other forms of media. Um, unlike me, and I'll do the dreadful thing of watching Netflix while scrolling Twitter. And I mean, <laughs> absolutely yeah. abhorrent thing to do because neither one is getting your full attention. Yeah. And I love yeah. that idea yeah. that podcasts connect with people in that different way, that they tend to brain-wise solo focus on, on what they're hearing. And, and, and equally, I love the idea that um, you're capturing an audience that you might not capture through all the other mm-hmm. routes that we use. Um, I'd never undermine the other media that we work with because we yeah. know it works and yeah. that's why we continue yeah. those yeah. media relationships. But just even changing some of the the, the wording that we use, a semantics, but the, the wine industry still often refers to the press mm. more often than it refers to the media. And it made me realize that we, I was ready and actually really 
keen to sort of connect and engage with um, a broader sphere of media and and podcast one sure and but also just try and understand how younger individuals are connecting with different social media platforms for instance we've been doing quite a lot of research on that um, talking to quite a lot of providers and looking at just studying the stats on how much content is absorbed through through all sorts of different mediums and media and platforms um, and I'm thrilled that we actually took the bold step forward with you to become official media partners I think it's you know mutually beneficial as it should be and um, and I hope that um, by doing this podcast and by having you available at London Wine Fair to connect with both our visitors and our exhibitors that that they might sort of um, learn more about the category and, and get more involved yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I just think there's, there's so much opportunity um, in there and so yeah thank you for, for the connection yeah, I think yeah. it, I think it's brilliant and I know you know when we first started talking you were keen to know my split of audience and I think that the the fact that I had a you know a reasonably high you know more than 70 percent trade audience I think that that seem to you're nodding <laughs> that, 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 that seemed to stand out as a as a as a great synergy and i think that we're we're both believers in um really the the um, opportunity for for the trade uh i know i know we we, we have uh you know broadly in in, in the wine trade we have a, a an aversion to the to the word influencer but i i actually think it's a it's a word to be um to, to gravitate towards because actually that is what I think we, we, we want people to do that, that know about wine, that are passionate about wine. And yeah, maybe they, they do also know all of the, um, yeah, the geeky technical details and, uh, all the clones and, and all the, you know, the, the aging, um, uh, regime. But, you know, ultimately, I think everybody benefits when there, when there's new people being brought into wine, when, the, when there's interest being created at, at, at all ages and, and, you know, all sort of, all sorts of demographics. And I think that if, if the experience in a live event, can align with the experience of an audio event and you can give people those interesting facts and give people that experience. I think it can uh, give them really, yeah, that, that sense of enthusiasm that can go on and it can just, you know, be a real force multiplier and just touch that many more people out there in the real world. Yeah, we did some really interesting, well, we developed a really interesting project on our digital event, actually, that we're carrying forward mm. that sort of touches on that. We um, came up with the concept of the Wine Writers Edit. So one of the downsides of having mm. thousands and thousands of wines in a single event is just how do you choose what you do, <laughs> what you taste, yeah. where you go. Yeah. So the more kind of themes or um, trails that we can give people or um, pointers, the better. And um, we, uh, we approached 10 journalists who work in a range of ways. We were really specific that we didn't want them all to be traditional or all to be um, sort of influencers and modern, you know, uh, platform users, but yeah. a very broad spread across. Um, and we um, gave them the keys to the, the exhibitor list early, if you like, so they could mm-hmm. go into the digital space and search. Um, and each of them were asked to pick out three wines from London Wine Fair. And they'll be doing this again for 2022, so I think it's worth mentioning. Yeah. They go in, they choose three wines that stand out for them as what? why would they run towards them and taste them what is it about them and then we ask them to um, share that with us and also with their own audiences so it 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 ticks a lot of boxes in that of course we just are fascinated to learn what their 
predilections are or why they're mm. interested. It's great content to know why they're, but equally, um, them sharing that with their trade audiences and, and so on is, is, is brilliant multiplier effort yeah. on our behalf, but also fantastic for our exhibitors to know that 10 leading wine media professionals are trawling across their wines um and and you know researching essentially um so i just yeah that for me um was quite a sort of big step forward and and we're we're really happy to be doing it again so just before the fair we'll be releasing the 30 wines that make up the wine writers edit Mm -hmm. (laughs) another interesting way that we're um helping our audience to essentially kind of filter all the wines that are london wine fair and make their own decisions about what they want to visit but maybe allowing them some kind of trail or journey is to work with the old vine conference um so Sarah Abbott and her, her team there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are helping us identify all of the exhibitors uh, who would fall into that criteria of producing their wines from old vines. And then that they're going to be um, acknowledged in our, our newspaper and through our social media so that if, and, and on our um, exhibitor list so that you can actually move around the fair in that way. So so many projects and things happening. I often find it hard to know where yeah. to stop yeah. or where to, yeah. or where to yeah. focus, but those kind of things really excite me because I think they help us all work together and create really exciting projects and, and, and content. And I guess uh, uh, quite a fun recurring theme at 2022 is um anniversaries because this is our opportunity to finally celebrate 40 live editions of london welfare um and some of our biggest exhibitors rather excitingly are celebrating their own anniversaries so we get to do it all together and under the roof of the fair which feels fun and engaging and and so we've welcoming back notria for another year in their in their large space um and in that space they do this sensational job of running relentless numbers of brilliant masterclasses that are completely oversubscribed so they're actually running 12 this year of all of their icon producers Um, and it is a staggeringly cool um session list if you like so do look it up but they're celebrating their 50th anniversary this year and are going to do a few other activities on site to acknowledge and celebrate that and then excitingly we have um, Bibendum joining the wine fair back um, after several years of hiatus this is the first in my tenure to welcome them in and I'm delighted and they're like us celebrating a 40th so they're creating a sort of suite an area that they can invite guests into to um try out a a range of their you know leading producers and also just get to know them and enjoy enjoy the space that they've provided there because we know affair can be quite frenetic so they're going along the lines of creating a kind of relaxed tasting space that people can join them in so yeah lots of anniversaries to doff the cap to I've got to say, I am really looking forward now to the London Wine Fair, even more than I was uh, before I arrived here this morning. Um, and I'm also so happy that um, I'm able to yeah, share something that's going to appeal to really, you know, my audience who are you know, largely outside of the UK. You know, UK is still obviously a hugely important audience for myself, but um, the US is, is sort of neck and neck. And, you know, I have listeners in, in, in many different countries around the world. So I think I'd like to invite you to, to close really with that look ahead to the digital fair, which, you know, again, is that one which is building on uh, 2021. 
2021 um, and is also going to be open to those of my audience who aren't able to attend or who, who aren't in the UK. I think this is another tremendous outcome from what might have been a rather dark time of the pandemic. Another tremendous outcome is this opportunity to be available to um, an international audience. You know, increasingly over the last 10 years, London Wine Fed has become in person, far more UK orientated, um, but never sort of intentionally. Like I think mm. that the the idea that um, an international audience would interact with us is incredibly exciting and something we would would welcome and work towards and 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 we were able to do that with the digital event um you know you can apart from mega time differences that are occasionally a bit stalling you know you really can engage and and so again by running both that is um a huge benefit of having this second wind so we'll we'll finish the london wine fair on the 9th in person and then we've allowed ourselves a little over a week to consolidate um some of the filming that will happen on site and um and and review the content and make sure that all the highlights are picked up on and um and disseminated sort of broadcast through the digital event but it's really not just about that um it, it we just feel like because it's such a huge event that even if you are there in person you can't get to everything mm-hmm. there's so many award mm-hmm. ceremonies and things that you know you may be interested in but you didn't get time to go to so we're going to enable that our concept of sort of sound bites from the most exciting bits and pull that f- into the digital but we're also um going to disseminate at least 60% new content in those two days. So it'll be the 20th and the 21st of June. We'll fill two full days of content, and that's a mixture of masterclasses and panel discussions and highlights from the fair. But then this rather important aspect of bringing people together through um, their the, the profiles that they build, that algorithm running and matching them, and that opportunity to have the meetings and to stream the content. So we really do um, want to see that growth into the, into the international world. We welcome it, and, and you know we hope that you can join us because there's a huge amount going on at London Wine Fair, and and there, there genuinely is something for everybody. Once again, a huge thank you, Hannah, for your time. And I'm so glad you could carve out some time in your diary to very passionately tell us about what we can expect at London Wine Fair 2022. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, then do please share the direct link, which is interpretingwine.com slash 470. See below for the London Wine Fair website, where you can register for the fair, join their mailing list, and follow their main social media handles. This brings the London Wine Fair 40th Anniversary Special Series to a close, and I, for one, can't wait for the in-person and digital editions to arrive. I'm going to be at the fair on all three days, so do please say hello if you see me around. And if you haven't already, do please subscribe wherever you're listening to be alerted when the next episode goes live. In the coming weeks, I'll be running two special London Wine Fair 2022 ticket giveaways for the wine trade. The giveaway includes tickets to the in-person fair and also the digital edition. So if you can't get along to Olympia for the in-person fair for any reason, I've got you covered. I'll be running one giveaway on Instagram and another on LinkedIn. So to hear more about them both, follow me at interpretingwine.com slash Instagram and interpretingwine.com slash LinkedIn and turn on notifications so you don't miss all the details. See you then.